Hello, everyone. This is Jonathan Little. I'm here with episode 167 of Weekly Poker Hand. And before I get started today, I wanted to tell you about my interactive poker quiz site, pokercoaching.com. There we have over 150 interactive quizzes, kind of like these Weekly Poker Hand episodes, except for you actually get to go through the hands yourself and say what you would do. And then I tell you what I think about all the options. And if you like Weekly Poker Hand, you will certainly love pokercoaching.com. You can get a completely free trial. Go give it a try, and let me know on Twitter at Jonathan Little what you think. Here I have a hand against Bader Holtz in the middle of his very, very nice run. Let's see how he does it. So here I raise from early position with pocket nines out of my 35 big blind stack. We make it two point something big blinds. And then Fedor three bets from the cutoff to 11,000. Um, If I had to guess, I think Fedor probably thinks I'm a little bit too tight and maybe too straightforward. That said, I have no clue. It's always interesting to try to think what people think about you. And at the same time, it's also interesting to think what the good German kids are trying to think about in terms of poker. Are they trying to play real exploitably? Are they trying to play really game theory optimally? It's tough to know. Anyway, pocket nines here. So this is already a tough spot right off the bat which I'm sure Fedor recognizes that I just pretty much have to have a nice hand to continue with this stack size. Uh, Shoving, I think, is just too many chips. We could go ahead and put in the four bet and just be willing to call it off. But remember, I'm opening under the gun, right? And I've probably been reasonable. I guess it's worth mentioning. This is from, I think, a $3,500 buy-in World Poker Tour event. Maybe it's a $10,000 one. I don't know. They get all mixed up in my head. Um, So... I think we need to call with the nines, but it's already going to lead to pretty rough spots. Most likely, we're going to be check calling on a lot of flops and then going from there. But if I have the opponent labeled as a good, loose, aggressive kid, um, I'm probably not going to be folding on a lot of boards. And it, it's a little bit, I guess, unfortunate's the word to say that we're just probably going to end up going broke with these nines a lot of the time. We're playing a big pot with the nines a lot of the time, but that's what happens when your opponent's a good, aggressive kid. All right, so... I make it 4,500. He makes 11,000. We are going to call. That is what I do. I'm going to be checking to him on a lot of flops, I think. Comes, well, pretty good flop for me. Queen, Jack, nine, two clubs. And I check, and he bets 7,600. This is a spot where you will see a lot of the best players using very small bet sizings with a wide portion of their range. Um, In this scenario, I think this board actually hits my range pretty hard. I mean, if you think about my under-the-gun raising range to start with, it's just going to be like reasonable pairs, big cards, and a few suited connectors. So the only time I don't have something, like at least a straight draw here, is going to be when I have pocket eights, sevens, or sixes, and I may just fold those, well, some of the lower ones to a three-bet to start with. So this is an interesting bet where I just have to have something on this board. I mean, I guess I could have ace-king, but I'm probably just getting ace-king in pre-flop. So if I'm getting ace-king in pre I'm getting probably queens or better in pre. I have pocket jacks, pocket tens, pocket nines, maybe pocket eights. Clearly all those are good besides pocket eights. Then we have ace queen. Obviously that's good. We have ace jack. That's not great, but acceptable. We have um, maybe some ace ten suiteds, although probably not. Then we have king queens, maybe queen jack suiteds. So we, we, we have a pretty strong range here. And I don't know what Fedor's three-betting with. I don't know if he's three-betting really wide because he thinks he can run me over or if he's three-betting really tight because he thinks I just have the nuts when I open for early position. But if you think about the condensed range that I should have here because, you know, missing some of the hands like Ace-King but containing mostly these strong middle-ish high cards, 
I think I should have a pretty good hand here. So anyway, once we get to this point, I think I just need to check raise and I'm probably just going to put it all in. This is the spot where I want to do everything I can to bluff with all of my possible draws, but really I shouldn't have too many. So if I know, if, if I know that I don't have too many possible draws in my range, because, well, I just laid out the range, right? I may have ace-10 suited, but even then that's somewhat unlikely. Um, if I have 10-9 of clubs, I may just fold that preflop. If I have 9-8 of clubs, same thing. If I have 8-7 of clubs. So really, like, what draws do I have? I don't really have that many of them. So um, kind of an interesting spot. I, I think that I'm probably going to shove here, but looking back at it, maybe I shouldn't because my range actually should be quite strong if I check raise. And I, I think we do need to raise. So even though the board is somewhat draw heavy, maybe this is a spot just to go for a small raise and hope he loses his mind. Whereas if I do shove, he just has to have something pretty good to call, right? He has to have aces or kings or queens or jacks or he probably has king 10 suited in his range. He probably has, well, maybe he has king 10 suited. I don't know. Maybe he calls those. Maybe king 10 offsuits. I don't know. It's an interesting spot where I initially thought I would have a lot of draws, but I guess I don't. And I guess I figured that out in real time in this tournament. I do go for a very small raise, and I, I think that's good. I, I maybe would have shoved this hand today, but I do. I do. I think I like the small raise a little bit better, even though the board is somewhat draw heavy. So now he shoves, and do we fear the run good? One thing you'll hear some people say is, "Oh man, this guy's running too hot. He's just going to win every hand he plays, and therefore I should fold." And that kind of thought process is asinine. Do not do that. This is a scenario where clearly we have a very good hand and there's just no way I'm folding here in a million years. Sometimes it's going to get you though. Let's see if he has the pocket queens. <laughs> he has king eight suited. So obviously once he gets this flop, he's certainly going with it because he has a double gut shot. Well, whatever you want to call this. He has some sort of a weird straight draw and he has the flush draw. Um... I think, obviously, he played his hand fine post-flop. I'm surprised he's three-betting the king-eight suited versus my under-the-gun raise, but, you know, if you watch a lot of the good kids, they are they are getting after it, especially with hands that are not quite good enough to call. So maybe he's using a strategy of calling stuff like king-ten suited, maybe even king-nine suited, and then three-betting king-eight suited, maybe three-betting queen-nine suited, maybe some of the weaker flush draws, et cetera, et cetera. It is a very good strategy to three bet with a lot of the various suited hands just because there aren't very many combinations of them. And it gives you reasonable board coverage on, on lots of boards. It makes you much harder to play against as opposed to if you just three bet, let's say King Jack and Queen Jack and Ace 10, right? Because then you just have mostly big cards. Whereas if you're three betting eight, six suited, then you have all sorts of possible combinations. That makes you much harder to play against. So anyway, somehow we end up winning this hand. That's lucky. So that's going to be it for this hand, uh, for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I want to thank you all for being here. Good luck in your games, and I will talk to you next week.